Do they, does the defense remind you of anybody that you played this season? Hmm. No one, no one. Coverages or fronts? Um, you know, they're, um, they're a little bit, they, they play a couple of different types of coverage, and some of it is fairly traditional. They don't mind, they don't mind playing cover one at all. They have confidence in their back end and don't mind playing man coverage. They play a lot of quarters, too, and then they play some unique coverages when they get three safeties on the field where they can do a good job of disguising. In the front, they're back and forth between even and odd. Um, they had, uh, they've had a little bit more even front the last few games, so I don't know if they remind me of anyone in particular, but um, a, a little bit more consistency than what I saw from them last year, and I think a little bit more identity, and, and I think it served them well. How did they get Hawaii? How did they do that? How did they what? How did they get San Diego State? I mean, Hawaii. How oh, um, you know what? They just they they played uh, they played physical um, defense in the front, and didn't give up big plays, and uh, and just earned the victory. You know, they played they played well. They played hard. They've got some big guys up front, really physical linebackers, and so um, I think it was a good matchup for them. You got a scout in a week before uh, you know the bowl was announced. Was it beneficial to kind of watch them and, and see them firsthand against Boise? Yeah, yeah, and you know they played them twice, and and uh, they certainly know them better than anyone does. Uh, but yeah, it was it was good to watch them. But you know what you do after after that game is you sit down and you really dissect the film and you rewind every play about seventeen times, and then you have a much better idea of who they are. What did you uh, kind of come away with, with from the performance against San Diego State? What are you guys looking to improve on from there? Well, we so we took some time and and uh, and looked at the film again this week because we were out recruiting a lot of last week and and I talked to our offense about just eliminating the mistakes. You know, I mean, we had we had a ton of yards. We had 25 first downs. It wasn't a matter of moving the ball. It was a matter of scoring in the red zone. We had a couple of plays to be made in the passing game and whether it was because of protection, the throw, or just not coming down with the ball. We just didn't make them. And then, and then uh, we had three turnovers, and they didn't have any. And that was the difference in the game. How hectic has, has this week been for you in terms of juggling recruiting and home visits and then also starting to get ready for, for a bowl opponent? This week, a little bit more focused in on, on the bowl game. Last week was more devoted to recruiting. Of course, this time of year, you're always doing some of both. Fortunately, we're, we're just about done with this recruiting class, so not a lot of work left to do, not a lot of guys that we're still recruiting, so it makes it a little bit easier than, than uh, sometimes I've been in this situation in the past. With this 2020 class, has, would, it, would it be safe to say running back and wide receiver have been some of the areas that have been a focus, at least offensively? Yeah, especially as of late um, with, with uh, some of the guys we've had committed for a while at other positions and then with obviously the seniors that we lose at those two spots, certainly that's a critical spot for us in this class, yeah. And with the, you know, with the transfer portal, is it still kind of an area where you keep some scholarships open for you know, beyond the December signing period? Because it feels like this is now the, the date where everyone's pretty much signing. Yeah, for sure. That If you're in the market for a, for a transfer, particularly a grad transfer, those things often happen late, as we saw last year. Um, so you got to be ready to move on one of, the go, one of those guys when the opportunity presents itself. And so we're looking at, at every, um, in, in every nook and cranny that we can to hopefully find a guy that's the right fit for us, like I think we did last year. Is just kind of going back to this bowl preparation is – 
Is uh, Baylor cleared uh, as far as I know he's battling a sickness? Is he healthy and practicing again? Yeah, he'll be fine. Thanks, I think all of our guys will be fine. I came, I came in late, so I might ask a couple of things. But okay, just, no know, As you're getting ready for this game, what, what's it like? Because obviously, you know, the offense, all the guys we've talked to, wasn't very satisfied with the accomplishments in the last game. So what's it been like as you've seen them, you know, now moving forward and trying to take the lessons from that? Yeah, well, we spent some time on Monday. We went back and, and uh, watched about 25 plays from that San Diego State game again just because I wanted them to have a fresh mind um, on on the reasons that we didn't do as well as we could have in our last game. You know, and I talked about in that situation where you're coming off of a game, then coaches spend a lot of that next week recruiting. Then you kind of come back. Now we know our bowl opponent. We're getting refocused a little bit on football. Um, I said it would be real easy to just sweep that one under the rug and move on. But if you do that, then you really don't gain the opportunity that you can to learn from it. And so, you know, we had – 25 first downs and over 400 yards, more than anybody I think had on them. But um, we made some critical mistakes, namely turning the football over and then um, a couple of penalties. And then just didn't make a couple plays when we had opportunities to and and a lot of those plays that we have made. And and some of that credit goes to San Diego State. They're really good on defense and they're not a top 10 defense in the country uh, by accident. They've earned that. Um, but I think we certainly could have played better and made plays at more opportune times. So this week, I've seen a real focus, and I've seen um, a renewed hunger to improve and, and glad to have the chance to prove ourselves once again. I'm a little disappointed at some of the inconsistencies. I know there's been the injuries and some of the different things that you've dealt with, but you know the offense has had some ups and downs through the season. And- yeah, we, yeah, we certainly have. And, and um, you know, I think... You could easily point to injuries. You could easily point to youth. And those two things are true, but they're not an excuse. And um, if, you, if you want to have the type of success that, that you'd like to have in any given season, then you have to maximize what you have at that moment. And we had some young guys at certain positions this year, and we had some guys who filled in because of injuries at different moments. And, you know, truly that's when it's an opportunity for the next man to step up. But we've also talked about, and and in every game, we've looked at the moments where we haven't been at our best and whether that's a a block or um, a throw or a catch. We're looking at every one of those things to, to try to find out how we can be more consistent. I think we've been more consistent the back half of the season, um, but certainly not where we want to be or where we can be. What have you learned just about the quarterbacks? Because you had you've had three guys that have come well, in and had yeah. moments, but you, you know, and shuffling that and figuring out okay, which direction do we go? How do we you know deal with the various injuries that they're dealing yeah. with and coming back? Well, I think. I think we've learned first that we have three guys that we can win with, and that's that's a real luxury. I, I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I felt like we had three guys that I would feel completely good about going into a game. Um, then I think we've also learned that uh, while there are some differences in each of them, all of them afford us uh, the ability to play within our offense and not have to change a whole lot. Um, Zach's a little different than Jaron. Jaron's a little different than Baylor, but we can run the same offense with all of them. We we might um, emphasize certain aspects of our offense a little bit differently with one or the other, but the fact that we can play with all of them is, is obviously a blessing. And the fact that all of them, even though they're young, have stepped into the limelight and played really well under the lights, and you know that's a real comforting position for me to be in. 
does it make it hard on the other end though when you know because Zach had his moments where you know he wasn't maybe as crisp as you would have liked him to be in the last game do you yeah, have any as did as, as did, did Jaron yeah. as did Absolutely. Baylor in other completely, games and I, as did our left different. guard and as yeah. did our <laughs> it's receiver a team, it's yeah. a team game but but on, but on the one hand like when when you see that it's like when do you make the decision to go okay he's not crisp do we look at doing going a different well, direction we had, how does that come well we certainly had um injuries that right. were a part of that, that decision it. in the All last game so yeah. it really made it a moot point True. the last couple of weeks but listen I got um I have a lot of confidence in all of those guys, and Zach's at the top of the list for a reason. And so we're not we're not looking to put a quick hook on him or anybody else. Well, and that's a you know that's something you and I've talked about before because you know I mean the rotations and having guys move in at receiver, at tight end, at offensive line, at running back. You know, I mean, there's always been those options. Quarterbacks just a little bit of a different animal in that sense of okay, when do we make a rotation or do things like that as for that signal caller? So it's kind of an interesting balance to. You know, because it is a little bit different than some of the other positions. Because you're right, everybody in every position makes mistakes at some point. And, yeah, you know, they're just more glaring when you're the guy touching the ball every play. It's true. But yeah. I mean, I'm just—I feel really, really blessed to have three guys that we can play with. I've been on a lot of teams where we didn't have anyone as good as those three. So um, the future is certainly bright. I feel like you've learned from this year. We talked a little bit last year about, you know, just as you've grown as a offensive coordinator and as a coach, what do you feel like you've taken, you know, this from this year to this point? I don't know. That might be a better question to be asked in February or March after I've had a chance be. to really yeah. look back <laughs> at the season as a whole and, and make that make that decision at the time. I mean, I feel like I learned something every week about about our players or about our team but I think I think more than anything that we have you know we have good kids here who who care about their teammates and care about their program but they're like anybody else and need to be pushed and need to be challenged and that that our players um, will respond to a challenge and whether that be a challenge that comes as a result of losing a game or a challenge from their coach because they're not playing well enough um, our players will respond to challenges, and so I think my job a lot of times is just to keep presenting the challenges at the right time.